All right, welcome back. Episode 10 of Classic Mix-Up. It's a little milestone today, episode 10. Oh, that's That's 10. That's 10 as in 10. Yeah, as in Hitler Wears from as 10 by West Side Gun. Whoa, I I thought you were going to say Hitler, and then, like, I didn't know where you were going with that. My bad, my bad. Um, Anyways, yeah, what's up, man? How you been? We're we're apart again. We're we're through the computer screen yet again. Yes, last week was fun. So for those that didn't watch last week's episode, we were in person for the first time, which is crazy mm-hmm. because we hung, we hang out like all the time when we're like home. When we're both yeah. Home. But right. uh, dude, it was, it was nice, man. It was kind of like, I rewatched it. And I'm like, that's like the kind of banter. Yeah. That is good. Yeah. It was, it was, it was low key. It was, it was kind of scuffed, but it was fun and it was good banter. And it was uh, an honest podcast. I think that it was, it was, it was just two dudes chilling. Yeah, have a conversation. Little, did you feel that tension it goes. in the video? Did you watch that? Did, yeah, I, I, well, I didn't watch the full hour. Oh, but, no. uh, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I felt it when I was there. I, I have to say. it's. Oh, uh, it, was t- it was just, we knew this is going to be big one day. Well, know? it's a different type of chemistry when you're there in person. You know, I, I, I think I had the problem of not knowing where to look because we film it. Obviously, we have the camera here. But, like, I want to, like, talk to you. So, it's. But it's it's a good dynamic. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. We can next no, time. We'll I'm, I'm excited to, to try again next time. Yeah. Well, what is it? Right. We got a we got at least what one one episode before the end of the year episode. Is yeah. So so here's here's kind of the the classic mix up schedule for. Oh yeah, the, we did kind of do the intro. The we didn't do an intro though. We didn't do a what? We're classic mix up. Rosario. Oh, Riley. true. Yeah, I'm, I'm Rosario, Riley. and that's Riley. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyways, if, if this is your first time tuning in, this is Classic Mix-Up. It's a music podcast. We talk about some specific albums and also just whatever's kind of on our mind, whatever's come out, whatever we're listening to. A lot to. of just bullshit. Nothing. Random shit. But yeah, we have fun yeah. here. Um, so this is episode 10. Uh, for the rest of the year, we're going to have episode 11 regularly scheduled next week. Uh, the week after that, I have exams, and I'm assuming you do too. So uh, I, All of mine are early in the week, though. Okay, well, I so we was going to say do do Friday? we could Friday? record on a different day, I guess. We'll we'll talk about that. But then yeah, so we're we going to have that. that and then um, um, we're going to have uh, an in-person year uh, at the end of the year, an in-person episode, like season finale. We're going to have some fun stuff going on there, some special surprises. So it'll be more like an end of the year one. finale, though, because we don't really have seasons. Yeah, we don't really have seasons, so I guess it's like it's like a 2022 end of the year, and we'll take a look. Yeah, break. it's gonna be. You're not gonna want to miss it. Let's just say that. No, but, it'll uh, be. We're gonna put some production, and uh, for those that don't know who are turning it tuning in for you know one of their first times listening, um, we do do our podcast and we put it on YouTube as well. Uh, um, besides streaming yep. services, so you can yep. watch us like see our faces and. Like our last episode was in person, and you could see it on YouTube, and it's us, me and Rosario together. And, um, but for our Christmas special, we got some things planned. We're gonna try to put some actual production into it. Uh, We're for gonna our, try our little fan base, you know, try to get some like yeah, actual our, our eight loyal viewers. Yeah, we're gonna get some quality for you guys. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but for today, we're talking about uh, Saturation Two by Brockhampton and Care for Me by Saba. So, uh, yes. yeah, I think we're about ready to get into that. So, yeah. Yeah. You want to start us off with uh, the Brockhampton album? Yeah. So, uh, I gave Rosario 
um, Saturation 2 by Brock Hampton. And I, I gave this to him like kind of last minute. It was uh, it was kind of in the in lieu of um, uh, the two Brock Hampton, like the last two Brock Hampton albums coming out last week. And I went back and I listened to their albums that I used to, like, I love the saturation trio for those that don't know Brock Hampton's kind of like the self they're like, uh, well, I guess they used to be a self proclaimed, uh, boy band and they just rap. Well, they're more like a rap group, but they were like, mm-hmm. Oh, we're bringing boy backs, boy bands back. And back in like 2017, they released three albums, um, which is technically their sophomore junior and senior albums, uh, because they had one, that was a precursor album back in 2016. And I, and, the, but the saturation trio is like where they blew up and that's where I found them uh, right, right after probably end of 2017, um, probably right after saturation three came out. And um, so I went back and listened to those three albums. And last week we were talking, me and Rosario were talking about Brockhampton a lot and he never had that phase and uh i never heard anything like, until... saturation too yeah it was like yeah well that and that album was is pretty good like i have every it's just it's an album that i've for a long time have had all of all of the songs saved in my spotify library yeah it's so a solid it's album like, yeah i didn't know what to expect going into it but um yeah um, I didn't know what to expect going into it. Uh, I I liked it. I liked some parts better than others. I think um, one thing about the album is that obviously um, it's a really like eclectic blend of styles. I mean, when you have a group this size, uh, I think you have a lot of different perspectives and and different styles, and um, everyone kind of has had something different to to bring to it. Um, I think it was cool to hear that. Um, with that said, obviously, I, I like some parts better than others. You know, I like some members of the groups versus better than others. But um, overall, I, I'd say I, I enjoyed it. And I said uh, already, um, I didn't say it on the podcast, actually. I said it earlier. I said uh, it reminds me a lot of uh, like an odd future or an early odd future, time of the creator type stuff where. They they seem to be just a bunch of guys kind of like having fun with it, but they're maybe maybe a little more serious. But yeah, they're kind of a little unique, off the wall, kind of really different sounding music. But they're just doing their own thing and having fun with it, and I I respect that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you said it. I think that's well. I think that's what I kind of liked back then, and now is that there are so many sure. different rappers. And sing, there's like you have singing, you have rapping, you have storytelling, you have production, and all of the different guys are in the group. Like, there's like 12, I think, at the max at the peak, there was like 12 or 13. Yeah, people. which is kind of a huge group, really. Well, it's it was like designers, producers, like those kind of okay, people right? Also. Um, but I think it really shines through where you have like the different styles and they still were able to come together. And you yeah, have like, I, I, I love that. Yeah, well, and you get to know like they kind of um they kind of announce themselves like the rappers at least get like announce themselves as you listen, so like you'll know which is which guy like you kind of know which one. So there's like I think the main rappers that I know off the top of my head are Amir Van, 
Kevin Abstract, Matt Champion, uh, Joba, something, something like that. And then you have, I think that's that's it for like those are like the main four rappers. And then you have like the singers like Bareface is on it. I think I'm forgetting someone, but there's a whole bunch of different rappers, and you kind of like yeah. know which, which Merlin. I don't know if I said Merlin, but Merlin is one of my favorites, and he kind of. He's kind of like the screechier kind of sounding rapper, but he kind of surprises okay. you with his verses. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing you mentioned is about the production, which I, I think really exemplifies that, that these kind of qualities a lot. I think uh, the production is super uh, eclectic and interesting because I can hear the, like I can hear the influence, like I can hear the West Coast influences with some of the sounds and instruments they use, but it's also blended with like kind of the modern uh, alt rap elements that remind me of something that like a JPEG Mafia or Tyler would do. Um, they use like they use violins, piano, bells, keyboard, a lot of R&B. like all, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. They they're really they're it's cool because they're really they're pulling from all different places. Like I hear the West Coast influence on this. I hear like the modern influence on this. Like I said, I hear like and I hear in in all each of the five or six different rappers, they have their own rapper that they kind of sound similar to. Maybe like I think I think one of the guys kind of reminded me of um, like Andre three thousand for example. Just especially in his voice. Um, one of them reminded me more of like an Earl sweatshirt type, like more reserved. Like it was just, it's really, it was really cool to see uh, uh, a, a blend of really styles and different backgrounds and stuff like that. And uh, definitely a, a few songs really stood out to me um, as being the best. So I think my, my number one favorite was sweet, uh, which is towards okay. the end of the album. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not sure. I guess what the consensus really is as far as popular songs for this album because I'm not really tapped in with the the fandom. I guess, but um, Sweet, Sweet's probably like their most popular song of all time. Are you serious? Okay, well I guess I'm. Oh, it's just fine. I mean, hey, that's but yeah. That's, there's nothing wrong with song. that because like, it's it's a classic pop rap kind of like. Song. You know, I mean, it's like it's one of those songs. Well, where it's it's, like, what I'm is sorry. Okay, I went love, back. Right? I went back to their top songs back when. I was a big fan. That was yeah. their top song. Now they now it's like sugar off of their um uh their twenty nineteen yeah. album. But I'm looking uh, right now and I, I see that sweet is definitely up there, which is great. I mean I, I love the song, so that's awesome. It's a great song that it's everyone the, else does. Yeah. The best it's like the most popular song off the album. Well, I think I think it might be the most like except. So this is my first Brockhampton album. So obviously, once you become a fan of an artist and get more into them, you get more used to their sound and you might start appreciating the deep cuts a little more. But I think for me, this comes off as just the most accessible and easily likable song. I mean, you've got like the classic kind of West Coast sounding beat. You've got great yeah. flows from everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. Super catchy chorus. It's like I don't know. It's kind of like one of those songs where it's like everything kind of meshed together perfectly and yeah, yeah I, I really really liked it i they also have a lot of southeast influence like uh georgia florida okay yeah kind of like i, I pointed out that Houston. one of them kind of reminds me of the andre 3000 or yeah. uh even so just outcast in general they're all from across the country and they okay. all met up in austin i think texas that's where they like had a house and then they moved out to la so they have okay. a lot of people from like florida 
and like I think uh, one of the guys from like Louisiana, and then another that's guy awesome. From, yeah, like New York. Like I think that's awesome because awesome. like you have you say let's say you look at a group like a tribe called Quest, which we've talked about before, I believe in episode yeah. two. They're all from from I think Brooklyn or Queens or something. They're all from New York, so obviously they're gonna make that New York type sounding music. Where you have a group like Brockhampton now, where everyone's coming from different backgrounds, everyone you know likes their own different genres of music and pull are pulling from their own influences. It really yeah. you're able to just like create something new, which is awesome. Um, one thing I'll say is though, of course, when you're creating something new, and this might be me just being too critical, uh, but Obviously, there's experimentation that goes into it. I don't think they've, like, totally nailed down their sound yet. And I haven't heard their more recent albums or anything, but, like... No, it stays kind of like this. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Little, it's, 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 it's less unique. Yeah, it does. Because I, I yeah. just think it, like it could be a preference thing. But, I mean, yeah. I didn't... I, there was a lot of tracks that kind of fell flat for me. There were some that really stood out, some that kind of fell short. But that's that It can be said for any album, so... Yeah, Um, I think... Their newest, their newest two albums fall more flat. Like this has like a lot of character. Like even though there's not a, a central identity, I think yeah, no, it's that's unique. Like the cool thing is that everybody can find something on this album. I think that's what. Then that I agree with a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I, I think it's really good. I don't know if you had any more points that you wanted to bring up, like about any songs. Uh. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple more songs that I could point out. Um, I noted about the tracks "Teeth" and "Jesus," which are both like really short interludes. Um, they're they're, they're like a minute. They're minute long, but they're amazing. They're actually probably my next two favorite songs off of it, even though they're they're short. But um, they both are really they're they're really similar, and I think it was intentional to make the interludes like this. But they're both uh, super raw and emotionally powerful um great bars great flow and i believe it was it was jesus that had like a really beautifully sung breakdown at the end over the yeah. piano and i i think those two interludes are a little more my style and though they really stood out to me and and even though they're just a minute long they're i think will be very replayable for me and like a little more in my wheelhouse um and you it could be said that that those interludes are a little less ambitious than than the rest of the album but um maybe like I, it could just be my preference but i i really like that style that they kind of do on there so mm. i don't know i i love those interludes i think every interlude on this album is good i even think yeah. scene and i think they have i don't know if scene two yeah scene two is on here too and i don't think i think every interlude song does its part and it's really cool because like I don't know. They have different like stylistic stuff that they did on this song, on this album. Like not every beat is the same and they kind of have different influences depending on the producer. You can definitely tell. Yeah. But I think definitely a lot of that, different stuff going on, but I think that's how you create your own style. So like, I think back, back in 2017 when they were doing this, they were like, yeah, we are going to say fuck it and bring everybody together and not make one kind of sounding album. We're going to have different producers, totally. different rappers, different topics on every song. And we're going to make it like a pop rap. Like we're, we're going to make this boy band rap. And it's going to kick ass. Yeah. And, and like, just looking at, Oh God. Oh no. I think, I think that like, I genuinely can say that at least up until I would say at least 
till scene two, I cannot. I would not skip a song. Like and even like yeah, that's fair. On a bad on a day that I'm skimming through this, I have to because every song that I listen to on this album, I'm like oh, okay, if I'm listening to Saturation two, I have to go through and listen to like like every song has grown on me over. But like not just from back then, but now I'm like okay, this topic or this thing, this like. Like, okay, so Gummy, it opens up with Gummy, which is a pretty mm-hmm. popular song. And, like, it's a pretty stereotypical, like, West Coast, like, vibe. Like, it has a lot of, like, low synth, like, kind of, like, the, the yep. like, kind of poppy hi-hats. Like, those kind of things. And it's, like, pretty, like, good chorus. But then, like, it goes into Queer, which is one of my, like, favorite Brockhampton songs. And I think, like, just that you go into like gummy, which is kind of like that West coast. And then like queers come more of like a, a different kind of sounding song. Even like the, the, like the, the drums are just spiky and they stick out to you. And it's like the first yeah. line of the song is like, it's like skinny boy, skinny boy, where your muscles at you used to walk to work, walk to work eight hours, take the bus back. And then it's like, so it's like, it gets right into it. And then I was always like, when I was listening to this, when I was like 15, I was like, dude, I'm that guy. I'm this guy that they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you identified. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I think I think what you one thing you said earlier about there being a song for everyone is pretty accurate because every song on here, I'll, this is, and this is a big compliment coming from me, is that every song on here is kind of doing something differently, which is impressive. And everyone's gonna have different songs that they pull and like. Like, there's gonna be random songs here and there that that different people like like for me it was jesus which may seem like a more random song or just a short interlude to someone but i really resonated with that song a lot so yeah yeah no i it's every song every song has kind of something like like you're saying like i think as like i'm sure i'll now that you listen to this album i will like play it while i'm hanging out with you to be like i like this part of this song i like to, i'll point yeah. out things to you that i like because I'm and sure then I, I might not have seen those things but i might appreciate right. them more yeah well i just cool. what i love about this energy too is like it doesn't stop it's the gas it's gas like those interludes are the slow parts in the album yeah 100 percent. every song is gas 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 and i don't hate yeah that. totally yeah, and I'm fine with that. I think the other the other two saturation albums really don't have is that go go go, in okay. my opinion. Like they have good songs, but it's not like this. Yeah, the only other Brockhampton uh, song I've heard outside of Saturation Two is Alaska, which was really which is, really good. I played yeah. that for you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, That's you off played saturation that. Three. Okay, yeah, that that song was fantastic. So, yeah, great song. Yeah, it sure was. Um. um now more of their sing-songy songs are on the other albums, on the other two. Okay, albums. you know, I I think I might appreciate that. <clears throat> Not that their rapping is their rapping is fine, uh, but the whoever the singers are in this group are really do a great job. Um, for example, on on queer, the the singing yeah. in of the that song chorus is just great, and yeah, I already was- mentioned the end of jesus that little breakdown yeah. over the piano that's amazing i think so. it's bareface yeah you want to look him up i don't know yeah yeah i i would uh i i am gonna look actually because i was very impressed by that so maybe i would appreciate those those other saturation albums but yeah um 
I'm I'm interested. What are your uh, favorite songs other than you mentioned Queer? Uh, one second. I am pulling. Okay. It is Bareface, by the way. Yeah. 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 Everybody, that's kind of like he's a fan favorite. Okay. Yeah. He's he's one of my favorites of the group, probably also. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. So. My number. I don't know. It's not looking at it. I like okay, so this is my three. Okay. Mind you, I've listened to this album probably dozens of times. Yeah, of course. So it's evolved. Like I appreciate like I forget how good like sweet is every time I listen to it. Like I I don't know if when I was with you like last time or uh, mm-hmm. but I was with someone and I was singing the part of sweet where it's like I love huskies but I feel like a wolf. Yeah, stripped down my skin and my bones. I love huskies. Yeah, I yeah. Like I always feel like I say that part of sweet, like sweet sticks in my head. Super catchy. But, that's why I mean, you know that, and so, that's why I met, we talked about it earlier. I mean, I, I love that about it. Yeah, I know it's kind so of. I would basic, say I guess, I'm going to give you four songs. Yeah, so I'm going to sure. say sweet, sweet, queer, okay. Tokyo junkie. Yeah, I, I also like Tokyo. Um, yeah, and we were we were talking about junkie uh, last week. We were talking about it. Um, that's the song where he uh, has oh, yeah, that one yeah, lyric, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Kevin that, Abstract. That was funny. So, for those that don't know, Kevin Abstract is kind of like known for like rapping about him being gay, and that's like, yeah. I think everybody, like people in the rap community, like rip on him for it, or like whatever, or like all he does is rap about being gay, and like or like even so, like because rap is so stigmatized to be like a like a. Yeah, like our, sure. not so much now as much because Tyler the Creator and like and like Little Nas and like all like there's more poppy or like like of course like gay and queer um like figureheads you like but it's still stigmatized as like a like a like anti like not very accepting of no it is and there's and there's a lot men. of people who who don't think that that belongs in hip hop unfortunately so right yeah. and especially men like I think right. it's more of a man thing. Like, if you're like, oh, like, because it's a lot of, I don't know, like, street culture like, isn't particularly Yeah, and toxic accepting. masculinity and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, of yeah. course. So, I I think Kevin Abstract raps. He raps about, um, I like the song Junkie because he does rap about that. And, like, I think when I was a kid, that was, like, the first, or, like, when I was, like, a mid-teenager, I, like, that was like the first song that explicitly was like talking about a, like a dude being like, like, like getting head from a dude. Not just, <laughs> yeah. He was like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, but then it was like he's still cool. Like I, because at that point I was like not very. I I don't know. I like I grew up in a pretty open household, so like I knew about like like being like gay people are okay, and like I you know have family members that are you know, like in the community and stuff like that. But I, I think like listening to that song as a, like a, as a dude that like looked up to these guys were like oh, for fashion and like kind of like, yeah. oh, I thought these guys were cool. And like hearing cool about that stuff was like, well, being like him, not just Kevin Abstract, not just being like, oh yeah, I'm gay. But like, he's like, he literally says like, why do you rap about being gay? And he's like, because none of these rappers out here be gay. And then he's like, yeah. where I come from, people get called the F word you know, the slang word and killed. And then, but then he's like, I'm going to get a, I'm going to get head. And like, then he's like, 
but I'm going to get head from, you know, like what, you know what I yeah. mean? It's like, it's, it's, um, it's pretty cool. I, I think it's pretty funny. And, it, it's just yeah. like, he kind of did it in a way that's not kind of like, it's, it's, it's not. Cool. Yeah. It, 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 he, he, he does it in a way where it's not like he's, he's not being overly serious about it. It's almost like what Eminem used to do way back in the day where he would, he would say something kind of vulgar or like over the top, but the way he says it, you can tell it's it's a joke and he's playing a character. Not that Kevin Abstract yeah. is playing a character, but the way oh, he's delivering yeah, the lines. No, 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 I'm just saying oh, the way I he's think... delivering the lines make it. Uh, I well, guess it's kind of like imp- to it. Impromptu. It's like kind of like that, like more informal. Like it's not like hey, yeah, guys, exactly. He's not being overly making serious, making fun of gay it. people or calling out gay rappers or being anything like that in his rap. He's literally yeah. being like, "Fuck you guys, I'm gay." Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, like, and I respect him for uh, that. But I think that's why Junkie was and and Junkie breaks into something that's really cool too, like a song that's really awesome. But I think besides Junkie, Queer does kind of the same things, but with like masculinity in a different way. Like I mean, I I think I brought up earlier that like the the first line is like "Skinny boy, skinny boy, where your muscles at," and like that's mm-hmm. kind of like a topic in that song. Um. Uh. I don't know. It's cool because in Junkie 2, it's about like drug use too. I, I think it was like Amir who has like this the third verse or second verse in the song. It's yeah. kind of like a more of a darker tone song overall. I think that Kevin Abstract uh, like verse kind of fits in well. And um, but what's funny is that like Sweet it is not like that. It's it's so fun and so is Tokyo. Like I yeah. love Tokyo's chorus. Well, even the beginning. So I love the beginnings of this album. Like every song has a good beginning, and then like, like they have like Tokyo has that kind of like R and B, almost like Georgia, like that. Yeah, like, and the voices are. Of, like, if I remember correctly about Tokyo, the the voice is pitched really high, which gives it kind of a different effect to to some other songs on the album, which is cool. Yeah. No, exactly. Which is just something unique that they do on on Tokyo specifically, and I I agree that I I love the chorus of Tokyo also. So another another we we kind of agree on the on the favorite songs. Those are kind of my picks also. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty cool. Like I, I don't know. I think that like what sucks is that like even when I was listening to Brockhampton, like maybe like I didn't I didn't like the culture that was associated with this band. It was a lot of just like kind of like guys that were golf you know, like golf Lafleur and like Tyler, the creator stuff. And I love Tyler, yeah. but like, I don't know. I've always like, kind of been like, a, I've tried to disassociate myself with the brands and like kind of trends in the, the social circles or like the, the community. Like, so like Brockhampton, they had merch. If you saw some of the Brockhampton shirt, like now you'd be like, what a fucking, why are you wearing a Brockhampton shirt? Like that's like, <laughs> total, like and that's yeah. how it was back then too. I remember like, I, um, was looking at Brockhampton shirts, but then I like was talking to this kid in my like one of my like I think chemistry class or something in high school, and he was like, "Oh, dude, I got I have five Brockhampton shirts and I resell them for two hundred dollars a piece and all this kind of stuff." And I was like, "That's the culture that I want to be involved in." You yeah, know, it's like it's not like just being a hipster and liking like like pop rap or whatever is like, but like you know that it's kind of like diluted and like the fandom is kind of weird when you have like a, like that kind of culture. I don't think think it's, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think Brockhampton kind of falls into this category as one of those artists where it's, 
it's outside of the norm enough for it to be like cool to like it, but it's not outside of the norm enough to be like actually something different. Like this is still yes. mainstream rap music. It's not like some. It's not oh, it's like super something poppy. It's not it's something not like Doom. right. It's not something like that's it's actually like Delta. experimental and underground. Yeah, it's it's just it's outside You're not of what Billy Woods. You're not listening to um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, who's the Billy Woods and uh, what's his name collab? Arm and Hammer, Hammer. Lucid. It's yeah, not, right. It's not Arm and Hammer. It's not. You're not listening to. Uh, some it's rap still like mainstream pop rap. It's so I think poppy. you're gonna hear it in Zoomies and like. In the mall, exactly, you know, yeah. Like, which are like, which are like, you know, which people who who do that, like, go to those stores, or whatever, are like, they think that they're outside of the the normie scale enough to be like cool and alt, but like they're yeah. not all going all the way yet. I think Tyler the Creator also falls in that kind of yeah. Well, and there's nothing wrong with liking these artists, no, oh, by the way. No, and I, shopping at it's just the the, what? the stereotype of the people who do so. Well, and I think that like back when I was 15, I was like, oh, I can't dress like them because people are going to know I listen to Brockhampton and they're going to think they're going to make fun right. of me. We're like, now I'm like, I dress however I want to dress, no matter who I listen to. You could, you know, like, like I actually, I had a resurgence in Slipknot, like listening to Slipknot recently. And I love Slipknot in middle school. And I was like, okay, but does it look like I would listen to Slipknot? No, it looks like I'd be listening to some like, you know, like Phoebe Bridgers and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, some for sure. What I don't even know. Some indie rock, some modern baseball or something like that. Yeah. You you do look like a modern baseball guy. I do like modern baseball. Yeah, I know you do. It yeah. you you flip the part. Um yeah. yeah. Um, but you know what I mean. Like Yeah, of course. I think now I'm able to be like talk to people like, Oh, did you guys ever listen to Brock Hampton? And be like in the in high in retrospect, like it was okay to listen to Brockhampton. It was cool. It was a fun thing, and I wish I was yeah. more like accepting of that. You know, because this right. album, like you listen to this album yourself, and uh, it's not it's good music. It it's a mm-hmm. lot of R and B. It's a lot of rap. It's a lot of good stuff. A lot of hard topics. I wish there was a really a dent like a heavy song on this album though, because the I showed you Alaska, and I think I showed yeah. you Heat. Which are often yeah. two other albums. Um, Alaska's heavier, heavier rap, heavier. Beat, and I love heavier it. topic. I don't think I think this album also, was lacking something like that. Yeah. Which, but I think I think like Junkie was supposed to be that, and I think it is. Yeah, I can see that aspect. Like Junkie is just not as hard as maybe it's a maybe it's like the topic because like Alaska talks about like more harsh things. I would say. If I mean, right. if you, yeah, I, I haven't, remember. yeah, I, I just remember really liking the song. I haven't really dissected it much, but yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying though. So yeah, and and luckily, going back to the what we were talking about earlier, quickly is luckily I've also, as you described, grown out of the phase of not really being ashamed of the music I listen to or what I'm into, my interests or anything like that. Like, you know, I I used to like not really tell any of my friends that I listen to like Claro Lord yet yeah, Nav also. Yes. I, I do like, I have been known to enjoy some Nav in the past, but I'm not, I'm not really ashamed by, by anything that I listen to or really anything, any of my interests or anything about my personality anymore, which yeah. is, I guess I think that's just a part of growing up is kind of being confident in your, in yourself and not being really ashamed of, of your music tastes. So I'm glad we both yeah. kind of got there. 
Yeah, this. The, I mean, we like literally like turn this into like a self, like basically owning what you are. You know, yeah. in any way. Like, I mean, you 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 don't have to look a certain way to be a certain way. Exactly. You know I mean, you ever take a you ever take a sociology class? Uh, no, I did psychology in high school, but not quite the same thing. Oh, not in college either. They don't have you take a soci. I had to take a sociology class. I mean, I I cool. probably could, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, basically what sociology teaches you, like a one-on-one class, basically, is mm-hmm. like the social constructs of societies. And like, I know that's like, oh, like everything's a social construct. You hear that a lot now, especially with social yeah. political issues. But like, if you really like, that's what sociology is. Like, is just identifying that society is constructed. And I think yeah. it's cool because like, it helped me realize like, I mean, I was in freshman year of college and I was, it was my second semester and uh, my, my second semester was rough. Like I was like failing classes. I was not going to class. I was like, hadn't really had no identity. And uh, it kind of like, well, taking a sociology class really helped me. I sit, like identify and be like, okay, I don't have to dress a certain way to like be a certain way. Like, I don't have to be like, they, we talked about like gender uh, expression and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like uh, a straight man can dress femininely and have long hair and like, you know, dress like a woman, so to speak, and still be straight. Now that's right. nothing to do with music, but in that sense, it's like, those are two big things in society that says society that is important societally. And you could also compare like your music taste to the, to the groups that you hang out with and the way you look or the way you act too. Like look, look at like punk and straight edge. Like, you know, you weren't just listening to punk music. You weren't listening to just straight edge punk music. You had to be straight edge. You had to be a skinhead or whatever, shave your head or, you know, like mm-hmm. there was groups that you had to live the lifestyle. But I think a better world or a, a more communicative world breaks those barriers down in every aspect. Totally. Yeah, it's pretty deep. Yeah, I mean, kind of, kind of was. Yeah, I don't. I, I wish I had something to add, but I mean, that was very well said, and yeah, I, I, I think we're in agreement on that. Obviously, so yeah. Well, and this album kind of helped me realize that because it's like yeah, popular. which is which is an awesome revelation, yeah. and uh, glad you shared that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel that's a pretty good. Uh, Pretty good Transition. way to, to conclude that one. Yeah, I, I think uh, yeah. there's not much else to say after that. We got we got a couple good albums. This week. yeah, no, we did this. I think this is gonna gonna end up being a good episode because uh, yeah, that was the first segment. Uh, we're transitioning now. Uh, if you don't have anything else to say about saturation too, no, I I would listen to the whole album. I have no takeaways. For, I have no like except for that. There's not a hard song, but you could just go to their other two albums and find Alaska and yeah. And you'll have that yeah. just other song, you know? So. Yeah. So although maybe a little outdated and perhaps uh, cringe, uh, if you're not seeing my face cam, I did the air quotes for cringe, but yeah, um, you might get despite, made fun of despite that like underground rap group chat and you're like, oh, yeah, Rockhampton, they're going to be like, oh, what a fucking loser. But despite I, that, I they may have, they make some pretty cool songs, uh, pretty unique music and I, I think it's worth checking out if you haven't like yeah. like i had i'm, I'm glad i kind of got into this new pocket uh yeah. yeah yeah sweet um anyways uh moving on uh our next album was one that i picked for riley to listen to 
it was care for me by saba um and uh, a big reason i picked this well well first of all i'll say uh i figured you Riley would have heard this because i know he's a saba fan and I think this is kind of seen as Saba's best work by the fan base, but um, and I've not. I was excited. Yeah, I was excited to hear that you had it though, so that you could I could get your first reactions and hear about it. Um, so, because for me personally, um, while his new album that he dropped in 2022, which the name is escaping me right now, but um, Saba's new album that he dropped, I think it may have surpassed Few Good Things. Or oh, that's the name of it. Few Good Things yeah. may have surpassed Care for Me. I think that Care for Me is still an amazing album. I think it's beautiful. I think it's an impressive display of emotions and just an incredibly well-made album that is really able to walk the line of being artistic, emotional, relatable and just just all in all good music and it's one of my favorite albums from the stacked year of 2018 which is one of my favorite years for music and uh yeah i'm just i guess i'm just excited to kind of kind of get into it talk about saba and this album and uh of course hear your thoughts on it so yeah yeah no i love this album i like i i like i think for this show like i i kind of like i We'll listen to the album. Like some weeks, it'll be hard for me to listen to the album. Maybe it just doesn't stick, or you know, yeah. something like, oh, I'm just not feeling it." Or maybe it's like not bad, but it's you know, nothing that's like sticking out to me. But I completely album, agree. Like, was like I like wanted to listen to it in my free every time I got every, all the time I got. Like if I was playing video games, if I was walking into my class, if I was eating, I was listening to this album, and nice. not just like, but that. I was like, I was picking up things that he was saying that I was like, "Oh, this is cool." Like. This is like relatable in a way. Like I, I think that's what I liked about Saba and like his it is, album. It is relatable. Album. Like his yeah, like his, you know, Bucketless project. That's why I love Bucketless Project so much, is because it was it was relatable. Like a lot of the writing's relatable. And then that's what I liked about a few good things too, is like it's kind of like a heavier relatable album. Like even though you may not like like even though if you like he writes a lot about being from Chicago and like how like one yep. of the things I wrote down in my notes was that like there's a contrast of like um, of songs on individual songs and between different songs about how much he loves his life that he lives in Chicago, but how much it like can like be horrible. Yeah, you know I mean, so like he, I think he, uh, he's yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I. You can go, I say what you got to say. I got to say. Oh, I was just, I was just going to just going to agree with what you said and say he's really kind of wrestling with you know, he he lives in Chicago. He's he's always lived there and he loves it there. He has his life and his family there. But also on the flip side, it's kind of he lives in probably a shitty part of town and he sees things every day that are, you know, not to get too far ahead of ourselves or spoil it. I mean, he sees his friends and family just die in broad daylight. And it yeah. really, I think it, it eats away at him a lot. And he's kind of wrestling with, you know, oh, this is my home. You know, I love it here. But also, like, it's not probably the best place to live. Yeah. No, and I think I think that's – it's like this, like, um, this album really focuses on his transition between, like, being an underground artist and then, like, dealing with fame as well. So it's this yeah, thought totally. of, like, should I leave the hood? Should I – you know what? Yeah, is he he raps me, about what does fame do to us, to people in general, to the public, to everything. Yeah. You know, 
yeah, the, this album features multiple storytelling songs. Um, and in one of them, he's telling a story and one in one of the lyrics he's rapping about, he says, he's, he's telling a story about a time a couple of years ago because he says, uh, oh, Bucket List Project is about to drop, which that's his first album. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's rapping a lot uh, on this album about kind of the process of making his first album and, and moving from the underground into more of the mainstream <clears throat> and dealing with that perhaps. Yeah, hundred percent. I think like, I think, I don't know if you brought this up to me that I would like Prom King or what song you recommended. You said you, I would like one song. Uh, I, I, I said that you probably would like busy slash sirens just because oh, that's my like favorite that. song. Um, yeah. I liked Prom yeah. King. Yeah, of course. I mean, because Prom King is I think, incredible. I think because that's like the, I use it as an example in my notes about like, the contrast of Saba dealing with being a good person and problematic one, uh, <laughs> well, like living in a life of problematic events and living yeah, in a problematic right. situation kind of, um, of like, maybe it's not like, he's a good person. The people around him are good people in his mind, but bad things do happen because of the place that they live in or like the animal that they all feed or whatever. Like there's a broader thing. Um, but I th- I also like something in this song. There's a like so the song prom king is like it starts off with him like getting co coerced into going to prom and then like yep. he goes to prom and he's like having a good time and like his family's like giving him tr- tips and like his grandpa gives him like a condom and he's like oh you know yeah, yeah, have yeah. fun or whatever like be safe and then yeah. like like All when he's sudden. putting the when he's putting the boutonniere on on the on his date the the beat the the eight oh eights or like the sub is beating in a heartbeat like it's like slightly yeah. off off tempo too and i love that because i'm listening i listen with um audio like noise kids yeah. like headphones and surround sounds and i'm like whoa is that me is that my heart <laughs> yeah cool. this song is but sick for like building an atmosphere it really it is cool well. and it's like some storytelling songs are just talking but he's yeah no. rhyming with his talking which is really cool i really like mm-hmm. that um but i also like so I I think that like there's also that same contrast in like literally the opposite sides of the album. So like the song I wanted like I think it's heaven all heaven's all around us. Yeah, heaven all around yep. me. Hell all around me. Yeah, broken girls. So like I think that he talks about he uses like heaven all around me as like this like this more positive side of like even if there is death and stuff like mm-hmm. you can have like there is heaven after or like maybe like the world that he's in is like still like something that he loves and cares about so it's like that bliss but then he has like the op- the flip side to that is broken girls where he's like he's in love with broken girls and it's like basically yeah. most of the songs him saying i'm in love with broken girls and it's just like i don't know like i think a lot of men deal with that too is like feeling like you're the issue well, I think in, if you don't have relationships that work out well every time, if you have a actual like, like sense of self, like I think a lot of guys are like, ah, fuck that chick or whatever. Like, but I think like a lot of men deal with like maybe I'm the problem or like and that's what I think Sabas is meaning. And yeah, well, the, so the first like, the first uh, lyric of Broken Girls uh, after the chorus is um, he says, "Really, I'm broke myself, and I think she might help." Which yes. I think many exactly. people will would relate to that because you know 
um, people, you know, many people might think getting into a relationship will make them feel better when yeah. oftentimes, probably most of the time, it will just make things worse for both people in the relationship. So he says he's in love with broken girls, but he's admitting that he's also broken. he, yeah, he's broken himself. So, you, you know, in this situation, putting two negatives together is not going to make a right. So, yeah. Well, I yeah. think that's just like, I don't know. That was like deep. That, that, that song, a broken girls hit. I was like, Oh, that's that's one of my favorites. Also, I think my favorites are "Busy Sirens," which I'll, I'll talk about in a second. "Broken Girls" and, and "Prom King," which we've kind of touched on. I but also yeah. so yeah, I liked. Um, well, I wanted to kind of go back into like that contrasting aspect of like prom yeah. king of like yeah, how, definitely like, things do happen in the beginning and how it's like his like he's humanizing himself in the story. He's not just saying oh, I went to prom and I had a good time. Yeah, and things went to shit. It was like he gave emotions to himself, so he was nervous. He didn't. He was reluctant. He just wanted to have fun. He didn't really care about this girl, or whatever. And then he got. He was still nervous. And then that transition of like the girl's brother um, putting a knife to his throat, and he was just yeah. like calm. He was just like he's fed up. Almost like I think he's like, oh, I was just fed up with everything. I wanted to leave or whatever. And I'm yeah, like, I think Man. he said he just wanted to leave. Yep, and that was crazy. And then it transitions into King. Well, like, I think prom is like, it's funny because it's a play on the word prom king. Prom king, the yeah. Divider of prom. It's prom slash king. It's a two part yeah. song. Yeah. But um, prom king is his friend who actually got him to go to uh, prom, right? That's what mm -hmm. I picked up on. And he died. Yeah, I think his cousin, actually. It was his cousin. Or, yeah, I think his cousin Walter. Yeah. Walter. And, uh, but it was like, it, it was like that you know he has like everybody has these human emotions and then like the guy that really got him out of his shell in that moment he mm -hmm. his life gets taken away and then i think on the same song i don't know he talks a lot about i think on fighter he talks about the same thing of like oh his, his dad died, or like his brother or someone people were dying around him and that's kind of like yeah um that's kind of a, a like a good like topic to point out on this album is like like the good and the bad of like he does like his surround or like he loves where he's from but ah uh, you know it's like people die yeah definitely you know like yeah spreading awareness yeah so for for prom king which is uh one of the last tracks on the album it's a storytelling song like we mentioned like riley said it's split into two parts um on the first part prom it's mostly all positive. Of course, he tells the one story of how he had a knife pulled on him the night of prom, but nothing really came of it. Yeah. Um, and he's building up his relationship with Walter on this part of the song. He's saying how, you know, they went and played basketball together. Like, so he said they didn't really know each other at first. Walter introduced him to this girl, though, that he went to prom with. Then him and Walter ended up playing basketball together. And then eventually they ended up becoming really good friends down the road. They ended up recording music together. Um, and then, uh, in the second part of the song King, uh, it's now the, the flip side of that where, uh, Walter unfortunately gets murdered and now it Saba is kind of dealing with now that, you know, the first part of the song has all these good things happening. And then the second part of the song is now kind of the flip side of that and Saba dealing with the repercussions of, 
of what he's witnessed and the friend and family member that he's lost. And that is kind of uh, indicative of the whole album where it's playing on the, the positives and negatives of life, you know, the highs and lows. And I think this is really just a truly raw emotional album from Saba where he is just giving out the things on his mind, oh, the things that he's struggling so with. It's, it's amazing. Well, it's, it, there's so many things yeah. on here that are like, so relatable also i I, i'm gonna bring the conversation now to busy sirens which is the first track of of the album and uh, i mean this one is another one where it's just a guy laying out his emotions and his feelings and it's you know one of those ones where it's so relatable because it's so real the feeling of of being alone is obviously a common affliction and this song is a perfect representation of it because what one thing i love about this song is that He's not saying like, oh, I have no friends. Nobody loves me. I'm so alone, whatever. Like he does say I'm so alone. But what he says is that, oh, all of his friends are busy. Like he says, oh, my friends are busy. You know, they're hanging out with other people, stuff like that, which is way more real to me than just saying like, oh, I have no one in my life, you know? Well, and that's something that like I think is like uh, something that is consistent on this album is like this, this theme of guilt. Like he's guilty for the death of his friend Walter. Yeah, and yeah, guilty he's, for he's, his friends being busy. It's like he's like he is. It's almost like he's thinking that he's the problem. Of yeah, all so I I think broken you know, girls like that. He's the problem, or you know things like that. Well, when he and wrote I think this, I'm obviously, smile too. Yeah, same yeah. thing. Yeah, smile, uh, I well, think smile. Smile deals with like. I think it, smile is a good song that talks about like. Uh, generational guilt like he's like I'm my fan or it's like I'm the fault of my family or whatever like even though he's like really yeah successful, and smile he raps a lot about Chicago also yeah well and he's like sweet west side Chicago and he's like this beautiful brick he loves his buildings but like this the the almost like the, the stuff that comes with built. it yeah. yeah yeah and I I think it's um I I think it, obviously when he wrote this or at least the time that he was talking about in his writing for this album, which maybe years before this actual came out. But uh, you know, anyways, what I'm trying to say is he obviously wasn't in a great mental state, which of course is very relatable for many people. And he was definitely blaming himself for a lot of it. And he was obviously feeling very, very down. And I think by creating this album, it was probably almost, you know, I don't want to assume things, but it might've been his release for that because his newest album, Few Good Things, is a lot more positive and a lot of different type of songs. Uh, I think with Care For Me's creation and release and now four years later, he might have realized, you know, how to actually properly deal with these feelings that he has. And he might have actually learned that he is not the sole reason for why he is feeling this way. And it's just... I don't know. It's, it's really awesome to hear a rapper talk about these things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think, I think Saba is kind of uh, one of a kind because he can rap his ass off and he writes these amazing heartfelt bars and tells amazing stories and delivers it all with such conviction and emotion. And it's, it's really impressive. And I'm, I'm just, I'm excited to, to watch him kind of continue his career and see what he can do because he has three albums out right now. Uh, two of them I'd say are great bucket list project. I'd say is pretty good, but not really on par with the other two, but yeah, I, I I'm really yeah, just impressive stuff. 
Yeah, no, it's just it's such a good, it's a really good album. I think there's so much packed in here. I mean this this could have been well, a lot where. If I want to talk about, I mean, I'm gonna, I was, I was gonna talk about a couple other songs that I like had. Yeah, because that, there's, there's plenty to talk about. I was just gonna say, this could be one like, I, if for anyone who's seen episode one, you know how we talked about in the aeroplane over the sea, we could have, we could have easily done like full lyric by lyric breakdowns for this entire album because there's so yeah. much packed in here. But yeah, I mean that that what we talked about is really only the beginning. So yeah, go. Well, go that's ahead and continue, that's where you jo- you were you were at where the that's where the listener jumps in and finds all those little things. But I think like a couple right. songs that I felt that were like underrated. Like I went back and listened to like Gray and Log Out because yeah. I think like um well I I want to touch on Log Out first because I think it it just it really touches on the disconnect that social media has created in society. Of course, it's pretty basic, and you know, like it's it's the name, like log out of social. Yeah, media. I mean, the first lyric is if I it's uh it's if you press log out, uh, do you get forgotten or something? It's like you yeah. only exist on so social it's media. Like, it's yeah, it's the it's the fact of like oh, everybody worries about looking a certain way to, on social media, and then like mm-hmm. the world revolves around social media, but does it really? You know what I mean? Like it, right. he's basically saying like. And but then the chance the rapper feature was really good. Mm-hmm. I liked his short little feature. And yeah, uh, he's not I'm a big fan of Chance the Rapper. Song. He's not uh he, he's not credited on the song, but uh um, Yeah. He I, actually is on Apple Music, fun fact. Is, but oh not on Spotify, he's not. Yeah. Well gotta fix that Spotify. Weird. But um <laughs> and I and I just said in all caps, I said, Where was this on Big Day? Yeah, it came out at the same time. I mean, and where was it? Where and we're where, both we're both pretty big uh, Chance the Rapper fans. Uh, yeah, we listened to Acid on, Rap or, on vinyl. Yeah, I have Acid Rap on vinyl. Yeah, we listened to it last week after yeah. the podcast. We listened to Acid Rap on vinyl, and we were talking about Chance's new singles and how he's slated for a comeback. So I I also appreciated his his feature yep. on this album. Um, and then I also touched on Gray, uh, and I so. It, I thought Gray touches on the artist's ambitions, getting lost in the pursuit of fame, and the changing culture in rap muddies the personalities that come along with it. So I meant like, yeah. uh, like he kind of talks about like, oh, you want to like, do people really want these fast cars? Do they really care about the change? Do they care really care about the money? What do they really want? Because sometimes you rappers can go after the fame, but then not and then lose the diehard fans that got them there. And I right. think that like people fear being lost in secure in obscurity. Like I think Drake is kind of like that right now where he's so rich and so powerful in the rap industry that he's really he not kind of do whatever he wants super, but he's not making super artistic stuff anymore. That's even, what I'm like, saying. He, he can, like, he can literally do whatever he wants and it will like, succeed. So the last three Drake really albums suck it. dick. The last three yeah. albums yeah. suck dick. Like, even the best song out of those three albums is Jimmy Cooks, and it blows for a 21 Savage and Drake collab. It sucks. He hasn't good, had a good album in like six, seven years. And I can say that confidently, that if people are listening to that much Drake, you're listening to the same song over and over and over and over again. And that's not yeah. even an artistically way. It's just the most boring shit. He can do whatever he wants. But then that's kind of what this what the song Grey kind of touches on, that it's Grey. It's kind of like there's nothing. It's not one thing. You're not you're not really who you are. You're someone else. You're being, yeah, and, you're being um, nothing. And I think it's it's pretty funny uh, and very 
uh, insightful that Saba says about in the song. It's kind of meta. He literally says, uh, this song will probably be on the B side, uh, probably yeah. on the demo. Won't be surprised if the label denies this because he's, yeah. he's, he's literally saying like, Oh, look at what sells. Look at what the labels want to put out. And he, it's kind you know, it's kind of that commentary. on Exactly. That, I, I thought was interesting. Well, and I think that, I think that kind of ties in with the personalities, like what, what kind of like allow the artists to maintain their real fame or their longevity is the personality and uniqueness. But like, if you want to get big, then you, you can't have that. You got to be like everybody else. You got to be cool. You got to yeah. be, you got to talk a certain way. You got to act a certain way. You got to rap about um, certain things. And I, you can't and rap I about up, your feelings like Saba. Yeah. But I think like MF doom is a good example. Like he stayed honest throughout his whole character, his whole like yeah. career. Um, he did his own thing. People wanted sure. him to, a lot and make more music um but true fans and more recently the masses good for a good like i'm glad that the masses have really got, gotten mf doom and like more people you know you don't have to be a rap fan or underground rap fan to like mf doom or like understand his popularity or like importance mm-hmm. um but i think it's like i think that's like a good like thing of like sure mf doom wasn't super popular when he was alive he got more popular as he, when he died, but a lot of rappers are like that. But MF Doom mm-hmm. is one of those kids that he didn't get popular because he didn't sell out. Right. You know, he, he like, committed to doing his own thing and yeah, and he had got it. And he gained popularity from that ultimately. So, yeah. And then, yeah, I, um, my top songs were Life, okay, Prom King, Fighter, and Calligraphy. Songs okay, that we interesting. Really didn't talk about, they're just fun songs. They're just good songs. In- interesting, yeah. I-, I don't know if I've ever heard Life and Calligraphy in, in someone's top, which is that's cool though. I, mean, I could fun. be wrong. Yeah, no, no, they're they're uh I especially do like calligraphy. My my top I songs like, if I Yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah, no, so finish your what you were gonna say. Oh, I liked I like that life and calligraphy weren't really like they were kind of more slow. Like I think they were like, yeah. and they were and they're a little more like, heartfelt, I think. We're like Smile and and log out and kind of like uh busy and sirens like mm-hmm. heaven all around me they all have chorus heavy choruses like or like busy and sirens doesn't but like sirens have yeah at the end yeah no they, they sort of do sirens does yeah but heaven all around me like gray sm- log out smile they all have heavy choruses yeah very very re- like repetition are like rapping because like my favorite Saba song is stony and I think that's some of like his like sillier, more rapping, like mm-hmm. um, with a good chorus. But I think Life and Calligraphy are kind of like that slow, kind of vibier song, which I tended to like on this album. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 Uh, my favorites, though, I already mentioned them are Busy Sirens, Broken Girls, and Prom King. Um, and I don't see that ever changing. You know, I uh, honorable mention for Log Out and Heaven All Around Me, but those three that i mentioned especially busy sirens i spent a lot of time with busy sirens and it's just so i mean it's just one of those quote-unquote sad songs that just it puts you in the feels and it is oh i also sorry so to cut you good. off but i also had fighter no, it's okay. in my top four yeah yeah fighter that? actually is is one that i never really probably one of the weaker tracks on the album for me but i liked it a lot that's cool. I'm I'm glad you like this album, and and I you know I always love when I when I when I recommend you something and you you really like it. Obviously, I think that's yeah. true for everybody. So yeah. 
Oh, it was really good. Yeah. Uh, I highly recommend it, obviously, if you haven't listened to it. it's There's all kinds of emotions and storytelling and mm-hmm. ups and downs. And it's really – it's it's a great album. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah. So that's that. That's the end of our our scheduled – Program. Yeah, it's the end of our scheduled program. Not quite the end of the podcast yet. Uh, I, I think we, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about our Spotify wrapped on here. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah, <laughs> Did you do yours? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I Well, so, I mean, I, I use Apple Music, but they have the same shit. So I'm going to I'm gonna pull mine up. What, just... what am I uh, – what, what, what do you want to go over? What do, you, do you just want me to tell you what I what my top things were? I mean, sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I feel like I you can't have like you know. I go on Twitter today. Every one of their moms posting <laughs> their Spotify rap. So I feel yeah. like we'd be remiss so to run a music Spotify, podcast and I not think, talk about it. Think, yeah, why I think Spotify is better is we have trippy like graphics. Yeah, you do. Trying. Yeah, we, I so uh, uh, Apple Music just this year actually added like a highlight reel. Like so, they basically like, totally copied Spotify Wrapped by by doing that. But now they they do have that feature. But yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, I will. Uh, I'll say my top five songs here. So, um, my top five songs were "Surround Sound" by JID, "John Woo Flick" by Conway the Machine, uh, which features Benny and West Side Gun, uh, "Walkin'" by Denzel Curry, "Nights" by Frank Ocean, and "For Real" by Kenny Mason. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That is nothing like my top five. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I'm excited to hear yours because I don't even know what you listen Mine to. Mine is uh, <laughs> It's Being So Normal by Peach Fit. Oh, it's Not nice. Me by Peach Fit. Still a Friend by Backseat Lovers. Inaudible Melodies by Jack Johnson. And Pool House by Backseat Lovers. That's an awesome heavy, top five, dude. Heavy. Like, were, you, like, were you sad I, this year, bro? <laughs> He's yeah, I'm like, I'm like, dude, I like, listen to a lot of a lot of set. Well, it cuts off like they stop taking data after a certain point, like in the yeah. year. So it's yeah. like the beginning of November or whatever. I think yeah. it's the beginning of November they stop taking data. Yeah. So all the I, I posted. November, yeah. Yeah, also, I tweeted my uh my so my top album moving on ended up being Blonde. So kind of the same thing as you, <laughs> and I tweeted it, and someone's like, "Are you okay?" And then I looked at my top five albums, and I'm like, maybe I'm not, because my top five well, albums. I mean, first of all, they're my- they're a bit of a roller coaster ride, but um, it goes blonde, whole lot of red, some rap <laughs> songs, pure heroin, and mad villainy. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so I you mean, have like out of five of those are kind the of the thing is though is like I had like you around like June. Yeah, I had a topical switch in my life. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, right. first so half you're... of the year, I was depresso, didn't take care of myself, got, yeah. you know, went through a breakup. And then second half of the year, new girlfriend, I, <laughs> new girlfriend, change, good change, getting healthier awesome. mentally. Glad, glad to hear you're in, a, you're in a better place. But those those top five songs were kind of funny. I'm sorry. Well, the top ten you uh, is actually a little bit more like is is the Wicked Messenger, which is a Bob Dylan cover of by the Black Keys, then okay. the Shakes by Priestess, which we I think oh, I yes. did a Priestess episode. Yeah, that song's awesome. 
or you know that I showed you it at least. Yeah, you did. Um, we didn't talk about it, but I listened. To no, that no, no, no. Like that. That's a yeah. good album. Yeah, sitting, totally. waiting, wishing by Jack Johnson. Nice. Maple syrup by yes, the Back to Lovers. Great song. Love that Modern song. Times by the Black Keys. I love that Magic song Potion. also. Yes, um, that's my favorite song off Magic Potion. So, oh, it's such a good song. And then yeah, totally. I'll I'll do top fifteen because there's one in here that you'll like a little bit. Yeah, go ahead, fire them um, Chasing Waves by Vista Kicks, which is a pretty good like rock, like a little like swim rock kind of surf rock kind of stuff. Crying Shame by Jack Johnson. Pictures by the Backseat Lovers. Uh, Just Gotta Be by the Black Keys, and Lost by Frank Ocean. Nice. So Lost by and then. It just keeps going. So then it's a stats by Baby Key, bitter by Palace. Yes. So Palace is seventeen. Um, Dance now off of Forever Stories, eighteen. Yeah, nice. And then twenty fifteen by Peach Pit, and just a little heat off of Magic Potion by the Black Keys. Nice. It's so much. It's just I'm so predictable. I'm a basic bitch. Like, eh, you know, yeah, my well, mine is too. I'll 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 go ahead and and go with my six through ten songs. So. Yeah. Number six, I had Flaming Hot Cheetos by oh, Claro, dude, such a of course. Good song, though. I'm not I mean, it is. It just missed the top five. Uh, seventh is Stick by Dreamville. Great song, obviously. Uh, eighth, uh, underrated song, Lens by Frank Ocean. Check that one out if yeah. you haven't heard it. And then nine and ten are Vomit Spit and Strange Ways by MF Doom. Yeah. How, yeah. Many, how many songs do you have on your list? I can see a hundred. That was my top ten. You want to go down, go down to the bottom and read the one hundred through ninety five. Yeah, uh, I gotta pull it up. It's on a different. Oh, I have one hundred and one. So I guess that it's. I have an oh. extra one. Yeah, I know. I know my. I know my hundredth uh, off the top of my head is um, "Semi Changed Life" by uh, Third Eye Blind. But uh, go ahead and, and read yours while I find mine. So I got "Rap Snitch Knishes by MF Doom. Nice. Kula Gang" by Joey Valance, which he's the guy off of TikTok. Good song. Okay. Sounds like Beastie Boys. I used to love the Beastie Boys. "Reckless Serenade" by Arctic Monkeys. "Gravity" by Turnstile, and then "Trouble on My Mind" by Pusha T. Oh, see. That's so, like, the second half of the my, like, top 100 songs are, like, very are totally different. Random. It's random. Yeah. So, going, like, kind of, I'll read them off for a little bit. It's, like, you got MF Doom, Joey Valence, uh, Arctic Monkeys, Turnstile, Push T, Fleet Foxes, Boat and Dress. And then we got, oh, oh yeah, well, that's one. Fleetwood Mac. And then we got yeah. Ben Riley, Agenda. Then we got Girl Is On My Mind by the Black Keys off of Rubber Factory. Good one. Shout Cannon out. Cannon by the White episode. Stripes. Cannon by the White Stripes. Hazard Duty Pay by JPEG Mafia. That one's in mind too. Nine. Otre Nine nice. off of uh, Fair Exchange No Robbery by uh, Boldy. Yeah. Same Old Thing Live by the Black Keys off of the El Camino 10th Anniversary Edition. Wanna Be Loved uh, off of 2000 by Joey Vadass. And Jits on that idea, one. Of course. And then we got Step to the Rhythm. Step to Rhythm by Turnstile, Long Distance by The Districts, Price of Fra- Fame by Brent Fias, New Estate by Gi- Giant Rooks, Gr- uh, Strange Desire by Black Keys, Bella by Baxter Hall, Willie the Pimp by Frank Zappa, Punching Bag <laughs> off of Unpeeled Cage of the Elephant. I don't yeah, know, you're like, all over the I have place. a Rex Orange County song. I got, I'm going up a little bit. I got South Africa by Baby Keem. Like Mine are very predictable. Full, like why? all of my all of my top 100 songs i'm looking through right now they mostly come from 
who I consider my favorite artist and who everyone who knows me would consider my favorite artist. So nothing too, too weird. On here too, off but of, um, I'll, I'll go from the bottom around. up real quick. I'll go, I'll go a hundred through 95 right here. Mm. Um, Semi-Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind, like I said, is my hundred. Yeah. Um, 2012, shout out Saba. That's my favorite song from his new album. Uh, Bags by Claro. Better Days by Paris, Texas. Highly recommend Paris, Texas. They're like a rock rap duo. They're pretty cool. And then uh, Are You With That by Vince Staples. But uh, mine's pretty uneventful in terms of the uh, the top songs. But um, I guess all that leaves is uh, top five artists. So uh, what, what were yours? Well, do we, ah, dude, I got to do uh, top albums, right? Is that, is that oh, oh, yeah. You didn't mention yours, did you? I don't know if I can see the top albums. You, oh, that's kind of that kind of sucks. Well, okay, we can see my top artists. Yeah, let's let's hear your top artists, and then I'll okay. do mine. So we got number. I have one, my I have my top ten. Can you see your top ten or? No, I only see my top five. Okay, that's fine. You okay. go ahead and do your top, my top one. My top one, well, top five, is Black Keys is number one. Then we got oh, reloaded for some reason. Why the fuck did it reload? Hold on, give me a second. Black Keys, and then I think, okay, it's Black Keys, Peach Pit, JID, Backseat Lovers, Jack Johnson. Nice. I love JID yeah. in there. Um, yeah, my top five. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll just give my whole top ten since I have it right here. So my top ten were Kanye West, JID, J. Cole, West Side Gun, Frank Ocean, Drake, Kenny Mason, Mac Miller, Playboy Cardi, and Lord. Nice. Not a lot of variation there, but those are my favorite artists. So there we go. Wow. That's that's beautiful. our that's our wrapped 2022. That was that was fun. I'm glad we did that. I think that was necessary. Yeah, that was that was awesome. That was fun. Well, we gotta we gotta go over music you're listening to. Are you listening yeah. to any new music? Yeah, I mean uh, a few things, I guess. Um, I I properly listened to to Painted Shut by Hopalong since I last saw you. So oh, I had to, had to get that done. Yeah, uh, it's good. I I love uh, the singer and her voice. I think it's super yeah different to anything in that genre. I yeah. think it's refreshing to hear female vocals in that genre. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I I liked it. I think it was kind of repetitive, but that genre tends to be a little bit. But um, uh, it's just super it's high energy. Emo. It's like Midwest emo, basically. It's like very like. Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 you know, there's only so much you can do, I guess, with that. So yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, I, I don't hate it. Every song's good. No, they they are good. They're they're good. Yeah. Um, um you can go ahead and, and do so if you want. That's it. No, I mean, I've I I have more, but not go nothing ahead. really. Yeah. Um, I can look at my like recently listen. I know I, I listen. No, I, mean, I know I listened to to um, uh, Mavi's 2022 album or Mavi, I believe. Um, who is uh, I, I guess underground rapper uh, who dropped his new album, "Laughing So Hard It Hurts" in 2022, and uh, it was good. It was nothing. Um, you know, I, I have a few friends who are really into him, so I decided I'd give it a shot. Um, his uh album from a couple of years ago let the sun talk uh is pretty good it has a song in there called self-love which is amazing but uh there were a few songs i really liked off the new one too so yeah that was cool um 
I listened to uh, more MGMT. I've been on an MGMT kick. So I listened to nice. one of their albums I never heard, which was uh, Little Dark Age, which obviously I've heard, I've heard the song Little Dark Age. So I figured I would listen to the album and it was Great kind album. of disappointing compared to their older stuff. But I mean, I well, feel like the you'll find out that the newer stuff is, gets more and more disappointing. Yeah, because I feel like the, the kind of the, the spark they captured with the older stuff, like that kind of untapped vein that they found kind of almost accidentally from what i understand but yeah um it's decent i guess but um yeah that's about it um other than that nothing really nothing really out of the ordinary for me yeah okay well i was listening to a lot of a lot of i don't know a little bit of emo i guess midwest emo i got into this band basement uh songs like whole yeah i listen to a whole bunch of their album color me in kindness one word uh is pretty good Uh, i'm still kind of listening to it getting a feel for it uh you know i'm kind of in a stage where i'm like i have a huge playlist that i think i need Mm -hmm. to make a new playlist for music so i'm kind of like stalling because i still i made some new playlists this week actually myself because i was getting a little getting a little dull yeah, I gotta switch yeah. mine up. But um, yeah, I'm I'm mostly. I think I've said this before. I'm mostly like an album listener. Yeah. I will. I mean, I'll listen to a playlist if I don't have a lot of time. But like, if I know I've got a couple hours, like if I'm gaming or even if I'm like, like I'll start an album in the morning and kind of listen to it throughout the day. Like for example, today I listened to "Born Sinner" by J Cole and "Roughs" by Kenny Ooh, Mason. Good album. Yeah, yeah. "Born Sinner" is um, highly underrated. Uh, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um. But besides that, I listen to this band Anxious, this album okay. Little Green Little Green House. Uh it's pretty cool. It's kinda like a little bit of screamo emo kind of thing. Well, it's pretty good. Screamo indie, kinda like that whatever. Yeah. Indie core, whatever you could call it. But <laughs> Indie Screamo. We'll invent a new yeah, genre. It's, it's yeah. pretty good. Um cool. Remo Drive. I loved Remo Drive in high school, and I somehow got back into them and just re-listening to songs that I like unsaved throughout high school because I would listen to them and then be like, "Oh, this band isn't cool anymore." And then like, so the songs <laughs> trying to fool you and eat shit off of greatest hits. I only recommend their first album. Don't listen to any of that other shit. That okay. other shit is garbage. It's not the real band. But the first the real one. Band. Well, because the first album is the they lose members. Okay. The three. Yeah. And then they kicked out the drummer because they're like, okay. oh, he, his, uh, his music taste is not our thing. And then they're all like weird, pretentious indie fucks. But nice. the greatest, their album, Greatest Hits, is literally their greatest hits. It's so, it sucks because the it, the album is such a good album. Um, I'll actually give it to you for next week. Uh, greatest okay. Hits by Reef Greatest Drive. Hits. All right, cool. Um, I have a couple options for you for next week. I don't okay. know. I, I I have one album that I'm obsessed with currently. Uh, it's just really, really short. I think I'm going to hold off on it and maybe put it in my reserves and I'll go with my other option for you, which yeah. is going to be uh, Pixel Bath by Gene Dawson. Oh, I already saved that album to listen to, actually. It's pretty funny. Okay, well, convenient um, because you're going to be listening to it next week. Yes, sir. Uh, other than that, though, other than uh, uh, I got into Doris. Oh, I wanted to give you Doris, but I haven't listened to Doris all the way through in a long time, so I wasn't like ready. So maybe next week. That's oh, you mean, like, as in the Earl album, Doris by Earl. Yeah, 
Earl Sweatshirt. Yeah. Uh, All right, yeah, just, just remind me. Uh, I got back into weekend. Doris. I got back into Doris and listening to Sick, Old yeah. Earl. That'll be the first album you've recommended me on the classic music that I've actually heard before. Oh, which sweet. Which is fine. It's about I a while, though. I try to get you stuff you don't listen to, but... Yeah, no, that's that's sick because, like, I also have been super into SRS and Sick. So Doris is, like, ancient history to me. So I would also that's go what... Back. Some rap songs in Doris. I don't. I did. I don't like Doris. I love some rap songs though. So I had to okay. get my like because of we we were listening to off uh off pod uh um last week. We were mm-hmm. listening to a lot of uh, Earl and like his collaborations with the albums yeah and, that, and the albums that were like West Side Gun was on and all those guys and like yeah we were thrown on the uh, the Alchemist EPs yeah yeah and the old like Boldy and Earl songs from like 2012 and stuff like yeah. that yeah check those out by the way those are so sweet. yeah we'll we'll post them in the uh the comments and stuff but um but uh I really got into that Alchemist album too after we hung out like the Yacht Rock 2 and Bread I got into Sick. That. yeah I love I love so, the Bread EP by Alchemist um, what else? I got into Herbie Hancock because I'm oh, yeah. one of my classes is a jazz class, and I love Herbie Hancock. And I cool. had to listen to Herbie Hancock song, and I'm like, I love that song. So you have um, a jazz class, you said? Yeah, it's my art credit. Nice. Yeah, there's a few music classes. There's a few music classes at my school that I'm looking at, but they fill up fast. So I probably yeah. yeah. So like, how the scheduling works is like the upperclassmen get priority so like you know maybe next year in a couple years i could get into one of those but yeah damn well it's jazz was it's been a fun class like i've been able to kept in contact with my professor and stuff it's pretty cool but uh other than that uh modern baseball i have some modern baseball on here new modern baseball stuff that i never saved yeah never got into yeah Um, i was thinking about they're on my list to listen to but i figured you're gonna give it to me eventually so i was kind of holding off them and beef heart i've been kind of holding off on I just I don't feel confident enough to talk about modern baseball. Yeah, well that's fine. I've recommended you albums that I don't feel confident talking about and just freestyled it. So oh, okay. I mean, I well, e. Mitski. I'll, I'll 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 back pocket. Um, uh, this band Fox Tide. They're kind of like indie kind of. Um, and then one of my favorite bands from high school, Petite League, which is like a super like small indie gr- indie group. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have like only seventy thousand monthly listeners. All oh, they used to only have like nothing. Uh, wow. Their yeah. their album in twenty sixteen, which is "Rips One Into the Night," I have it on vinyl. One of my favorite albums, probably in like oh like middle school, high school, whatever, like that. Yeah, era. I listen to it all the time still now. And then they came out the new album called "Thrill Seekers," and that that is a a magnum opus like of of screechy whiny indie rock of being like me 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 like it's so I like that good. I might I might like back pocket it, it came out okay I don't know when it came out October twenty first okay so and they sing a lot about baseball okay well I like baseball <laughs> so uh yeah it might get a little bit of emo, you know, while it's while it's winter, you know. And then, Jack dude, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an emo man myself. I think we yeah. all, well, by we all, I mean you and me. We we know this. I've dabbled in the yeah. emo, but yeah, the emo. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess that's it. That's it for me. Is it? Yeah, that that's it for me too. I mean, that's. Uh, 
share the podcast follow us on twitter um yeah follow us on twitter on classic mix up pod on twitter yeah if you're watching the youtube video you can see it you can see it ticking across the screen there it's yeah. at Classic Mix Up Pod, all lowercase one word on Twitter. Yep. Follow uh, Rosario Amici Mike's Diary on uh, on Twitter, and you can follow me on Downer at Downer ninety one. Uh, yep. And we just tweet. I don't tweet as much as Rosario, but I'll comment I, on his stuff. I'm like a minorly addicted to Twitter, but you know, it yeah, is what it, it is. happens. But uh, it happens. Yeah, reach out to us, call us out. We love the. You know, talk yeah, to recommend us stuff to listen to because I'm running out of ideas. I always listen to slowly music. but surely. I, I'm not. I'm not running out of ideas. But I know. Well, it's what you said about being able to being able to have confidence to talk about it. But you know, we're we're yeah. gonna try some things. We're gonna experiment. We got big things coming for Classic Mix Up. So you know, grow the brand. You know, grow the program. Share it with your friends. Um, and uh, stay tuned for the the fun stuff we got coming in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, the holiday. Uh, yeah, special yeah we got holiday stuff coming. Um, anything else you want to leave the people with before we call it on episode ten? Um, just like, just take some time to be like, just take some time to like relax. You know, I I tend to, especially school, like end of the semester, life is busy it's, right it's now. Busy for but, all us uh, college students. Sure I'm making sure to um, just take some time to play some video games and be lazy and kind of like not study and stuff like that. And it, it honestly has yeah. made my overall like well-being like 10,000 times better. So I would just say everybody that's awesome. Keep, try to keep that healthy mindset, know that things do get better and kind of move on. Uh, uh, yeah. Like well, I had, a, I had, I was thinking about something to say today. But I can't think of it. But yeah, just okay. just keep keep being good people. Go like tell your mom you love her or your dad or your aunts and uncles or your grandparents or whatever if you got them. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh with that said, uh hope you had a good week. Hope you have a good week and uh we'll see you in the next one. Yep, yeah, we'll see you guys. Bye.